Welcome to Vicarious Resilience, a podcast to help you build your psychological toolbox. If you're six or a hundred years old, there's some great ideas here to help you build resilience. Every standalone episode, you'll learn step-by-step skills that will help you stay mentally fit. We're going to hear interviews from people who have had to use their go-to skills to get them through some tough times. We'll learn skills to overcome anxiety, deal with stress, and learn how to take control of negative thinking patterns. I'm your host, Danette Honish. I'm a registered clinical counselor, and I'm ready to help you add easy-to-learn practical skills to your toolbox so that you can remain happy and resilient. The most common definition of resilience is a positive adaptation despite adversity. There are two parts to that definition. Despite adversity means that we don't take the adversity away. There's no way that we could do that. The positive adaptation is just how we respond to it. There are three basic models to deal with resilience. The first one is the compensatory model. You compensate for the risk by going in the opposite direction. So if alcoholism in adolescents is directly related to their level of suicidality, then adolescents who abstain from alcohol have a lower level of suicidality. The second model is the protective model. The idea is that you increase the number of resources that you have or the number of skills that you have, and that's going to reduce or neutralize the effect of the risk, the stress, or the adversity. The other way the protective model works is to enhance the positive aspects which counterbalances the risk or the stress or the adversity. And the third model is the challenge model. The idea is that the exposure to levels of risk prepares people to deal with adversity in the future. That's why you'll see some people who have, you know, had really difficult times in their life, but they seem to be able to just move on. They seem to be able to rise to the challenge and to keep going. The primary focus on these episodes is going to be on the protective model. We're going to work towards increasing the number of skills to deal with stress and adversity and competency in using those skills. The idea being that the more skills you have to draw on, the better chance you have to positively adapt during difficult times. The objective is not to remove adversity or stress from people's lives. We don't have that kind of power. We can't control every situation. We can control how we respond to it, and that's what we're going to focus on. It's important to have a basic understanding of how anxiety and stress affect your brain. So there's really only two parts that you have to know. Your prefrontal cortex, which is the rational part of your brain. It sits like right behind your forehead, and uh, it's the, the most important part, the part that you want to be accessing most of the time. Um, It is going to allow you to learn languages, make predictions about the future, uh, make rational decisions on how to move forward. So, you know, obviously it's pretty important. The other part of your brain that you really need to have an understanding of is your amygdala. Now, your amygdala is exactly the opposite from your prefrontal cortex. It's not rational at all. It's only reactive. And the only reactions that it can have is fight, flight, or freeze. It's not even your choice which one you react to. It's just going to happen. And so your amygdala is there for an important reason. It keeps you safe. Um, If someone came running up behind you in a dark alley, 
you would either run away, uh, you turn around to fight them, or you might hide and, and freeze in the spot and hope that they just don't see you. You can think of your amygdala like the smoke detector in your brain. It's there to alert you of danger. It's there to keep you safe. The problem is that a lot of people are reacting as though there's danger, and there's not. In fact, the situations that people are reacting to would probably be better dealt with if they were using the rational part of their brain, their prefrontal cortex. In order to do that, they have to keep their amygdala calm. Now, I said that there was two parts of your brain you needed to know, but in reality, there's actually three. Because your hippocampus stores how you react to things. So the more times that you react to something in the same way, the stronger that connection to that reaction is going to be. We want to be able to retrain our brains for our amygdala to stay calm so that we can use the prefrontal cortex to decide a rational way to respond to an event instead of just reacting to it. So there you go. Those are the three parts of the brain that you need to know. Your amygdala, which is reactive, uh, your, your hippocampus that stores those reactions, and your prefrontal cortex, which is rational, that we want to be accessing as much as possible. So now that you know that the goal is to keep your amygdala nice and calm so you can access your prefrontal cortex, the question is, how do you do that? The truth is, there's a lot of different skills, and you're going to learn a lot of different skills. So one of the skills is learning how to relax. And a good way to learn how to relax is to learn how to meditate. When I first heard about meditating, I thought, I'm going to be sitting on the floor with my thumb and my forefinger touching, and I'm going to be saying, um, a lot. But that's actually not what it is. It's really just learning a group of skills, and they're easy to learn. And once you learn them, you can choose which skills are going to work best for you. The first meditation that I'd like to teach you is actually not a meditation at all. It's just simply listening. It's spending the time to listen to what's happening around you. So you might hear some wind in the trees or a car driving by. You might hear a dog barking in the distance or uh, maybe a bird in a tree. At first, when you start listening, you'll hear individual sounds. But what I'd like you to concentrate on is when all of those sounds come together, they're like all of the individual instruments playing together in an orchestra. And every second is slightly different than the second before. Because you can hear in every direction, it's putting you at the center of what is happening in your life at that particular moment in time. It helps ground you. As you practice it, you'll find that you're paying more attention to what's going on in this moment in time and not spending as much time worrying about what's going to happen a half an hour from now or two weeks from now or a month from now. So I'd like you to take 30 seconds and just practice this skill. Just be aware of the sounds that are around you and pay attention to all of it.
You don't need a bell or a chime to practice this exercise. I only use it to indicate the end of the activity. If you start practicing this activity every day, it is going to focus you on what is happening right now, and that is going to bring you some calm. It's an interesting activity because you'll find that you start to notice more things, and then you have more opportunity to appreciate more things. So just to return to the beginning, resilience is the positive adaptation despite adversity. This adaptation can allow you to find those individual moments that you can appreciate and can provide a counterbalance to, let's face it, some of the crappy stuff that happens in life. In this episode, you've learned what resilience is, you've learned how important it is to keep your amygdala calm, and you've learned some skills on how to do that. I hope you take the time to practice this skill and know that there's lots more skills to come. Thanks for joining me.